Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Now, we are joined by Mayor G.T. Bynum, who certainly cannot discuss the situation in Afghanistan, but can discuss what's going to happen tonight here in town. And that is a special meeting by the Tulsa City Council because three councilors would like to push a mask mandate. We've talked to the mayor about this in the past, and it's not been something he's for. So good morning, Mayor Bynum. And what do you know about this meeting and what do you expect to happen? Uh, Well, you know, I I don't know what's going to happen at the meeting. I think uh, most of the counselors that I've talked with since Friday night when we received uh, the the proposal from our colleagues uh, just want to do what we can as a city to support uh, our our healthcare professionals here in our city, I think that the challenge is that, you know, like Dr. Dart never saw this proposal until it was published on Friday night. It seems like it was sort of assembled in a vacuum. It did not come out of the, the working group that we've had working together for over a year between the mayor's office and the city council. Uh, and when I talked with healthcare leaders on Friday, you know, their main concern is that a, a, a mask order uh, could end up distracting folks, giving people a false sense of security uh, with a much more uh, contagious virus uh, or variant of the virus, and also cause people to think, well, I can wear a mask, I don't need to get vaccinated, when the only way to end the surge that we're dealing with right now in our hospitals uh, is vaccinations. Now, all that being said, I think Everybody I talk to, and I'm sure I would include the three counselors who brought this forward, everybody is concerned about the surge that we're seeing in in our hospitals right now. Uh, I, I think the question is, what is the best way to stop that? And at least so far, and I'm going to visit later today like I do every day with uh, our healthcare leaders here in Tulsa and see what they think, but to date, Everyone has been saying we just need more people to get vaccinated and anything that distracts from that is not helping. Uh, There's one other thing that I want to clear up uh, if it's okay. Sure. You know, I'm hearing from a lot of folks who think that this mandate could be an end run around the state law that doesn't allow, that prevents schools from requiring masks. I think there's a lot of us who have concerns about that law. You know, I've said from the beginning that I think individual schools ought to be able to make their own decisions based on the facilities they have and what parents want in those schools. And this law takes that away from from local parents and local schools. So I I completely agree that it's a terrible law. But that being said, a mass mandate passed by the city council will not uh, override a state law. Uh, I asked our city legal department about this a couple weeks ago, and their response to me was that you can pass a, a mask order on for kids in Tulsa, and it would be enforceable everywhere in Tulsa except inside schools because the state law is, uh, you know, it it overrides anything that we could pass at a city level. And so, if folks are thinking that 
well, the city council should pass this tonight. That way we solve the problem for our schools. That just isn't the case that that we will not as a city be able to enforce a mandate inside school buildings. According to our own legal department, which is who the Tulsa Police Department relies on, to let them know what they can and can't do when it comes to enforcement. Boy, so many ways to go off this. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but it sounds to me like you're saying, and I'm just going to ask, that you're worried that what may come out of this council is a bit of a mixed message at this point, considering what you just said about Doc- and Dr. Dart and you both saying that we really want to stick with vaccinations as the push. That is absolutely my concern and the concern that I've been hearing from medical professionals for a couple of weeks now. I mean, Everybody that I talk to agrees that the only way to end this is for more people to get vaccinated. And by the way, you know, it's really interesting in the data that we're seeing, the population that's driving this, 93% of the people who've been hospitalized in Oklahoma with COVID in the last 30 days, unvaccinated people. Uh, The population that's driving this right now is not 65 and older. It is people in their 20s, 30s, and 40s. It's people my age who think, oh, I'm young. I've got a strong immune system. I don't need to worry about this virus and are are opting to wait and not get vaccinated. And then finding out that this virus is uh, a much more serious deal than perhaps they gave it credit for. And that's what's driving our hospitalized population around. It's unvaccinated middle-aged folks. And we did hear the good news from Dr. Dart that the numbers of vaccinations are going up. Quickly, before we have to move on, I want to ask you about that raise you sign for the Tulsa Police Department. I know you're very pleased about that. So are they. What all is that going to mean for the department? Well, I mean, the most important thing this means for our department is that it makes us competitive with our peer cities for bringing the best officers to Tulsa. You know, we, we've got the highest standards. Uh, we have the best academy and training program. Uh, we've got the best chief. I'm biased, I think that. But we were not competitive from a pay standpoint, and we were seeing that in our recruitment numbers. You know, it's already hard to recruit people into law enforcement right now with the negative uh, national dialogue. But when we were not at a same level uh, as our competitor cities for pay, then we were we were not, unless somebody was really loyal to Tulsa, we were not getting them to apply for our academy. They're applying elsewhere. We're now, our boost to starting pay in that increase, it's an 18% increase. It puts us on the same level as starting pay in Oklahoma City, which is our nearest competitor. And this is, we, we believe, the, the largest increase in pay in Tulsa Police Department history. So it'll make us more competitive for recruitment and it incentivizes our more veteran officers to stay on board for the next several years while this factors into their pension. And that will hopefully slow the rate of retirements that we've been seeing that's really driving uh, a reduction in our force. And so those two things that we are hopeful will stabilize the size of our department and make us more competitive to get the best officers in the country here in Tulsa. And there's nothing wrong with having more more and better officers all the time. All right, Mayor, we thank you very much, and I know we'll be all watching it with interest in what happens tonight. Thanks for your visit. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.